The thing about the home and auto bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the home and auto bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the home and auto bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with a ring-tailed lemur from Progressive or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the home and auto bundle. <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Kunal, the fortnight break has never seemed so long. I'm so excited for the Chinese Grand Prix coming up this weekend. <laughs> Guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. And uh, this is uh, Mithila and Kunal hosting you yet another week. And usually I'm not so excited about a lot of Chinese products, but I am damn <laughs> kicked about the upcoming Chinese Grand Prix. And uh, by the way, before we move on, uh, our viewers are, or rather our listeners should remember that we are actually even available on video now. So we'll be live on first posts. Facebook page a few hours after qualifying and after the race. So remember to tune in. Actually, I think we look pretty good on video, Kunal. We're in this very serious avatar and looking pretty <laughs> dapper, you know. Like, <laughs> I think our listeners will enjoy seeing us like that. <laughs> Guys, tune in. Yeah, for a change, I have to actually think what to wear on video because on audio, you don't really get to see us. You just get to hear the cool content we speak. Apart and from when we host the awards and yes. we wear like our tuxedos <laughs> and all of that. So on video, we analyze the on-track action, all the timings, all the gaps, all the strategy that could happen. And of course, paddock talk. We also do a lot of analysis on the politics between the teams, the drivers and the sport actually. And how that's all playing out. And guys, we also do a lot of fan talks. So, you know, you guys are most <laughs> welcome to contribute. So one of our listeners or other viewers actually asked us if the result of the Australian Grand Prix will mean an exciting 2017 season. We had actually answered in the affirmative. But the one question which we might not or do not and will not have an answer for is what will McLaren do next with Honda? And I guess this is where we're on the same page as McLaren. We don't know too. Speaking of don't know, Kunal, Max Verstappen apparently doesn't know about the heel-toe concept that racers have been using for decades now. And in fact, I remember you telling me about this concept too. <laughs> and that's actually what an Australian V8 series driver who met him at a sponsor meet, that's what he claims. <laughs> so there's one thing that's definitely sure. I know one thing about racing more than Max Verstappen does. <laughs> well, I know one thing more about <laughs> racing than Max Verstappen. <laughs> Pretty exciting. But this is an extremely interesting point. It's not been validated, of course. And it shows how the Junior Formula Series have evolved along with Formula 1. And I remember talking to Force India's junior driver, Jehan Daruwala. And he's racing in uh, Formula 3 this year. And I think he's also racing with the same team as Max Verstappen did. So, Jehan told me that he has actually been racing paddle shift cars ever since he moved from carts to cars. And uh, this basically means that the clutch pedal or the third pedal in a racing car is made redundant. 
and as a result, the heel toe concept might be a little alien to little Max Verstappen. Kunal, that's very, very interesting. I'm so happy that you brought this point out for us. Thank you. In fact, I'm guessing most of the other younger drivers now coming up the ranks into Formula One, they are not going to know about this either. But you know, I'm going to talk about the other young driver we have on the grid this year, Lance Stroll. Kunal, I don't know if he knows where his clutch is, but I really hope that he knows where his brake pedal is. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> so the other thing Max Verstappen doesn't know of, but once in Formula 1 is V10s. And uh, we'll actually talk about very interesting engine regulations that were discussed in the next few minutes. Though to be fair to Max, I'd imagine that he's heard about the V10s from his father, you know, senior Verstappen. <laughs> I'm just imagining all those awesome racing stories they'd have shared over breakfast or beers <laughs> or I don't know what. <laughs> Though nowadays it almost seems like yours is the teenager while Max Verstappen is behaving like this overgrown adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, so Yoss Verstappen was involved in a brawl in a pub. A black eye and a cut or something to that effect is what the result of the brawl was on yours. <laughs> he suddenly sounds like the cooler Verstappen for sure. <laughs> Though guys, no, brawls are not cool. Sorry. <laughs> but let's see, you know, when he shows up in China, maybe that'll help us validate the reports. <laughs> <laughs> Worse off is if Max does get onto the podium and Yoss ends up missing it. Ouch. Anyway, we just had the April Fool's weekend. Kunal, maybe this was just one of those jokes, though. I don't know why they'd pull a April Fool's Day joke on Yoss Verstappen and not Max. But anyway, you know, there were mostly very lame jokes and only a few news reports. I think some media house should have hired you and me to come up with like the funniest April Fool's Day jokes on Formula One. But Guys, maybe next year. <laughs> In fact, we don't have just Formula One or we don't have just April Fool funny jokes. We have funny jokes on Formula One all the time. Kunal, like knowing you in life in general, you have funny jokes about everything. <laughs> but <Thank> anyway, <laughs> yeah. So a few reports said that Pastor Maldonado is coming back to Formula One, which could have been exciting, but, you know, highly implausible. <laughs> One said that how Alfa Romeo was buying out McLaren. Another one spoke about Alonso shifting to Mercedes, which I've been like really exciting. It's like a dream but, shift. <laughs> but yeah, guys, don't play on our emotions like that. It's not a joke. Also about uh, Nico Rosberg returning. Several ones, but you could just tell that they were fake, you know, just by reading the title. <laughs> they need better title writers. I don't think we're the TG for this. <laughs> we're not gullible enough. But, but, I, but I must tell you, the one title that had me puzzled was the one that said that Formula One agrees to cheaper and noisier engines for the future. And two adjectives, cheaper and noisier, that do not otherwise go with the Formula One image. And I'm not sure yet, too, if this is an April Fool's joke or not. <laughs> Kunal, we have to remember that this is a new era of Formula One. In fact, Jean Todd, who was present and has been speaking different tunes all the time. So he first said that he wouldn't mind the sport being boring and lacking overtaking. Big ouch, actually. Just as long as it followed the correct philosophy for the environment. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and now he's supporting an engine formula change. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So long as he, he said, so long as it remains road relevant, which is okay with me. 
So frankly, they've not yet laid the formula down. It's a few years away, but louder noise is anyway noise pollution, which harms the environment. And they're also alluding to an increase in fuel consumption. But guys, this is for 2021. So we will actually leave it for another few years. So tune in about, say, 150 episodes from now and (laughs) we'll probably talk about it. And we'll still be here, yeah. (laughs) I think these guys are riding the formula for when Mercedes decides to leave Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, even if Mercedes do decide to go, there could be a few others who could join. So apparently in this whole engine formula meeting, there were eight car manufacturers present. There was Stefano Domenicali, also ex-Ferrari, who represented the Volkswagen group. There was another Japanese manufacturer. It could be easy to guess that it was Toyota. There was Cosworth and there was Mario Elian and a few others. I would love to see the best car brands in the world racing in Formula One. That would be a dream. (laughs) It's actually very surprising that Formula One doesn't see this dream and they've never been able or they've not been able to pull it off in the recent past and at this moment it seems like formula e is the new series that manufacturers are taking uh, you know taking keen interest in and we've just heard that bmw is joining formula e wow we've spoken a lot about formula e in some of our past episodes guys y'all should tune in but kunal i have to say the best car brands might not be but kunal the best driver in racing is in formula 1 a certain mr sebastian <laughs> <laughs> like wtf1 pointed out a sebastian has won the opening round of formula e wrc indy and even formula 1 wow, wow. i think i i just love those guys at wtf1 and this is a really rare stat it actually reminds me of the time when Michael was such a successful name. We had Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Ferreira, Michael Schumacher. The best for last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, that's an amazing start. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Speaking of Sebastian Vettel, can he win on Sunday in China? And that's what a lot of fans are wondering, including me actually. Yeah, I really hope he does because uh, it'll unsettle Formula 1. It'll unsettle the fans. It'll unsettle Hamilton the Hamilton fans and very crucially it will unsettle Mercedes and I think that will be absolutely fantastic for the sport especially if it confirms Ferrari's pace advantage in Australia. I think I'm looking forward to a Toro Wolf banging on the table moment (laughs) like a sequel to that. So long as he doesn't start banging his head. (laughs) (laughs) I think that could be entertaining too you know we've seen too much of him smirking and winning and smirking again. (laughs) Though after winning in Australia it seems that Ferrari have gotten so overexcited that they went and announced racing interest in Formula E. random. I hope they know and they remember that they are not getting a historic payment from Formula E. And we were actually the first ones to call this out. I know we were, right? (laughs) (laughs) I also read that the 2007 title-winning car, that's the car of Kimi Raikkonen, has inspired the 2017 car design for Ferrari. I really hope that it inspires that 2007 title-winning driver to win in 2017 (laughs) too. Trust an absolute Kimi Raikkonen fan to keep that hope alive even at this stage of Raikkonen's career. I'm just happy he's still around Kunal, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) So even all this Ferrari excitement, Sauber and Honda have confirmed talks for an engine supply partnership in 2018. Like, 
is that an April Fool's Day <laughs> joke? <laughs> so basically, Sauber wants to do away with a possible 2017 race-winning engine next season, and they want to swap it for a race-struggling Honda. <laughs> Kunal, are they nuts or are they nuts? <laughs> Basically, uh, Sauber just want to make sure that they have a level playing field with McLaren for the last spot on the grid at some point. But, <laughs> but Sauber Honda and McLaren Honda, uh, you know, it's like equal machinery, which makes a little bit of sense. It'll be the third tier in Formula One. And uh, can you imagine if the Sauber chassis turns out to be better than McLaren's? Kunal, you remember you used to keep joking. Give everyone a Mercedes engine. <laughs> so this is like the opposite of that. Give everyone a Honda engine. Damn it! <laughs> and uh, it could mean uh, good news for Honda because it will be more testing mileage and a less high profile, a less high profile team to supply bad engines to. And for Sauber, of course, it'll mean a bit of money or a lot of money and possibly a Japanese driver somewhere. Mm, that's interesting, actually. McLaren obviously haven't reacted yet, but Brown has asked for five more years with Alonso. Five more years. <laughs> I guess he hasn't read Mark Webber's tweets, or he's not been listening to our podcast either. <laughs> Basically, he's waiting for the 2021 engine regulations to change, where he hopes to have a better engine. Because McLaren <laughs> have anyway said that they're not going to make their own engine and they're going to rely on, uh, you know, an engine partner. Yes. But Fernando Alonso, he's been rated as the most popular driver by Motorsport.com survey. And while the result is not strange, the fact that the survey results were revealed before the survey ended certainly is sounding a little strange to me. It is very strange. I've never heard of research where you <laughs> announce the outcome before it ends. I think Motorsport.com revealed the results midway just so that they would have more Dutch fans and more Max Verstappen fans logging in to participate in their survey. <laughs> I never thought of that. And... Um, Actually, in China, there is already talk that Honda's power unit will stop deployment or will lose deployment two-thirds onto the main straight. Basically, for the remaining one-third of the straight, McLaren should just get another small engine. <laughs> Thanks, Kunal. That's an awesome <laughs> McLaren joke of the day. <laughs> Thank you. But it's so strange that despite all of this trouble, McLaren have announced a few new partnerships. Congratulations. So, yeah, right? <laughs> So firstly, with Amazon Prime to make a behind-the-scenes footage. Honestly, given their form <laughs> and their troubles, I'm not sure how many people would be interested. Maybe, you know, the other teams would watch for a crash course in what not, not to do. <laughs> crash course, you know, get that? <laughs> and secondly, with Logitech. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here. So Logitech is the computer electronics manufacturing company, the guys who make uh, mouses or computer mice, as we call them. And will McLaren uh, start making state-of-art computer mouse when touchpads and uh, touchscreens are in vogue? Will they force Logitech to do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> It'll be orange color. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm never buying that. Okay, Kunal, let's get to the point. We have the Chinese Grand Prix coming up this weekend and we're all very, very excited. Hamilton versus Rosberg, is that possible? You meant Hamilton versus Vettel, but oh my I God. like that. <laughs> Hamilton versus Vettel, indeed. <laughs> so, Hamilton has actually initiated mind games already, but the wrong way. So, Lewis Hamilton's gone and said that Sebastian Vettel 
is greater than Nico Rosberg. And I'm not sure if he meant it differently. Because if that is true, then Hamilton could be in big trouble this season. <laughs> it's funny how Rosberg is so like top of mind despite <laughs> being like nowhere on the scene, chilling at home and all of that. But we should remember that Sebastian Vettel has four titles and Hamilton has only three. So basically, Vettel is greater than everyone on the grid, including <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Including Fernando Alonso, I yeah, guess. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Hamilton, so Hamilton has gone and ditched his personal trainer and he'll be training solo this season. Wow. I think that's a very bold step, especially in this era where cars are physically tougher to drive. I'm just wondering, Kunal, at this rate, do you think Lewis Hamilton will become his own race engineer too, you know? <laughs> and then his own pit crew. And <laughs> <laughs> or maybe one day he'll decide to race without a team. <laughs> he'll become his own team. <laughs> he already wants to star in his own biopic. So, oh you know, my. some actors are already out of a job there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, in his preparation for China, though, something very interesting, he went sandboarding and this is after Sebastian Vettel and Ferrari went sandbagging in Australia. <laughs> it's very awesome though of Mercedes to allow him to pursue all these various adventure sports. I mean what if he goes and picks up an injury and that too in a season where they know that Valtteri Bottas is just not up to it yet. Um, that's an interesting point and I don't think Mercedes uh, have actually even announced their third driver for 2017 or maybe if they have, I've actually missed it. Might not be somebody famous, of course. <laughs> Pascal Verlein is missing too. Can I just imagine what would have happened if Mercedes had chosen Verlein over Bottas? And then Verlein's injury would have happened. Ouch. And uh, that's actually bringing a lot of combinations to my head. So I am just going to let them be and let's just move on. <laughs> so at the Chinese Grand Prix, the Shanghai International Circuit, uh, the DRS wing could actually play a larger role. There is a longer straight. And there is, in fact, more drag to cut down given the new aero systems that these cars have. And let's really hope that the cars eventually get close enough to race with each other because that is where the fun actually lies. My eyes will be on Red Bull Racing too. I'm wondering how many seconds off the leaders that they'll finish. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little mean. I, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned actually. <laughs> the weather radar also says that we might have a wet weekend in Shanghai. And I'm also wondering if this will play into the hands of Red Bull Racing. Maybe it could even play into the hands of Fernando Alonso. He's always praying for rain these days. <laughs> He'll be doing a rain dance somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and eyes um, also on Antonio Giovinazzi. So he is going to be in his second race with Sauber. And very strange, thanks to Pascal Verlein's injury or fitness issues, we're not sure what it is, Giovinazzi is getting a second shot almost immediately after Australia. What That's a lucky guy, yeah. right? <laughs> if it is a wet race, Pirelli's wet weather tyres will also make a debut. They've received a lot of flack in the last few seasons, actually. I'm hoping that their wet weather compounds will deliver as well as the dry ones did in Australia. That's a good point. And uh, let's, let's, keep, let's just talk about the tyres because they're going to make an interesting, uh, you know, they're going to be an interesting factor. So the tyres have been good. We've been talking about it. And... Uh, 
so we've spoken that the Pirellis have actually delivered well already in the first race, but they are also a reason why we might not see a lot of jumble in the racing order. And you remember those days when, or rather last season, where midfield teams could take a gamble on their pit stop strategy, attempt a few multiple pit stops and suddenly find themselves on the podium or closer to it? That might not or will not actually happen a lot of times this season. That's disappointing, Kunal. I'm wondering if this means that we will not see the likes of Sergio Perez, who is really gentle on his tyres, make that rare podium appearance like last year. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt that. And this is actually one of the negatives of this tyre. So when you have uh, low degrading tyres, this is where you end up being. Also, it should be remembered that the the gaps in the two tyre compounds or rather the tyre compounds that Pirelli brings are a little too low. So if you remember last season, there used to be tyres that would drop off like five seconds when they went off the cliff. And this season, they're barely just seeing about half a second difference on the long stints. I think the only way is if we get an interesting start, one that actually jumbles up the order and unlike the one we had in Australia, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping those clutches play a point. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, even in the opening lap in Australia, we had no incident, which was actually quite surprising. Maybe that's because we have only one rookie on the grid this season. That's actually a good point. It's just Lance Stroll, who's a rookie. Every other driver has actually raced a Formula 1 car last season. But he's making a lot of noise, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we actually have Giovinazzi now. Yeah, actually. That's yeah. an interesting point. And he's not been crashing, so that's a good, <laughs> good thing. Okay, Kunal, predictions for Shanghai? Uh, just the moment I usually don't wait for, because <laughs> this is where I lose a lot of points on the predictor championships. But I'm now going to stick my head out and say it's going to be a Vettel, Hamilton and Raikkonen. And just because I don't like agreeing with you, I'm going to say Hamilton, Vettel, Raikkonen. That's interesting. (laughs) So no Valtteri Bottas on the podium. And that's going to be a shocker because it's going to be like two races out of the four he has to prove, you know, himself. Poor guy. You're putting more pressure on him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Valtteri, we are still with you even though you're listening to us. Even if you're listening to us. And uh, so was Nico Rosberg, actually. (laughs) And then finally, the Red Bull racing cars, where do you think they'll be? I think the Red Bull racing cars are going to be in the Renault garage, pushing the team to deliver a few more horsepowers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there is a long straight for Max Verstappen to go overtaking on. So I also hope Daniel Ricciardo's uh, lady luck has now come, uh, is going to be present at the race with him. But... Anyway, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, do remember to tune in to us on the first post Facebook page a few hours after qualifying. And as for this podcast, you will hear us now after China. Adios. Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of $200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash proextra. New year, more rewards, Pro Extra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.